0: This podcast is brought to you by GovInfoSecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within federal, state, and local government agencies. Hello, I'm Eric Travro of GovInfoSecurity.com, and welcome to the second of a two-part interview with Will Pelgrin. Pelgrim is the former Chief Information Security Officer for New York State. He left that post last summer to become Chief Executive Officer of the Center for Internet Security. In the first part of the interview, Pelgrim describes the operations and goals of the not-for-profit Center for Internet Security. Corresponding with his election as CEO, the Center acquired the Multi-State Information Sharing and Analysis Center, which he founded, and the U.S. Cyber Challenge. In the second part of our conversation... Pelgrim discusses the major challenges facing local and state IT security organizations.
1: I will give you just a couple, but I have a top nine list, (laughs) just to let you know. But let me just highlight, I think, a couple that are absolutely at the top of the list. And let me start with mobile devices. These are not in rank order. Mobile devices, which I, you know, I'm a big proponent of new technologies to make our lives easier, more efficient, more effective, both from a cost perspective and a deliverable perspective as well, productivity perspective. However, with those devices come certain challenges, meaning that where, and this goes to my concept of how do I measure success. When I started this back in, actually 97, when I started looking at security, in the government perspective, if I continued on the path that I had then as to how I was protecting the state relative to information, I would have been absolutely on the wrong page in two thousand and eleven. And as we all know, the perimeter is no longer there. My concept back then was protect the perimeter and because all the data was on one side and I needed to build the walls to make sure that nobody could get in and take things that were not appropriate. As the mobile devices started to be deployed, and, and then we're talking smartphones as well as thumb drives, we're talking about everything that allows us to do what we do now on a 7 by 24 basis, it means now that my protection is is you. It means it's, the protection is the data, and the data is now resonant constantly with you. The concern that I have, you know, I have thumb drives, I have multiple mobile devices, is that we make sure that the culture has changed to ensure that we have protected them to the, uh, the best ability that we have, meaning that they're encrypted, that they have passwords, and that they have timeouts on those. When I give talks, I tell people, if you have a great password, but you don't have a timeout, meaning that your system will lock down on you after 15, 10, 15, 20, 30, whatever number of minutes, take your password off, because it's not good, because it doesn't do anything if your system's always live. Mobile devices, and we've seen a lot of different incidents that come through those devices. You know, the cultural change of that is, How do we protect them, and how do we not take our mobile devices and stick them into every machine out there and then bring them back into our network with the the sad consequence of potentially uh, corrupting your network? The next is insiders, and I'll say insiders both from an intentional perspective, but I think more importantly even from an accidental perspective. The majority of state and local government individuals may do something that they did accidentally and not intentionally. However, the consequence would be the same as if it was intentional. Phishing attacks have become so well-drafted, that, both from a grammar perspective, that even the the best professionals in cybersecurity would fall prey to some of those phishing attacks just because of the nature and how they are, are occurring. So education and awareness is absolutely essential, but in addition to that, we need to do a better job of educating from the highest level, meaning the executive straight through to the user level, of who has what information, what information do they have, when do they have that information, and where can they have that information. Meaning we have to classify our, our information and then build appropriate protections and controls associated with that. Symantec estimates that over 600 million email messages are sent containing uncrypted confidential data. This should not be occurring at this point in time. You know, if there's something that's confidential, you should never send that in clear text, and yet it's happening way too often. The last one is, you know, and again, I'm hesitating only because there's a number that are facing the governments, but let me use old infrastructure because I think that that deals with a fiscal climate. When we look at old infrastructure and we think we're being cost-effective by holding on to some of that for a greater period of time because the fiscal climate is imposing certain more restrictions that that we can't refresh that technology as often as we'd like. And I'm fine with that restriction. I'm a fiscal conservative by nature, so I'm fine. But when it's unsupported old infrastructure, you are vulnerable. Unsupported means just that, that they will no longer provide updates or patches to that system And we're running way too many of those throughout, I won't even limit it to government. So I think understanding what your environment, and some of it is because we don't know what our environment looks like, understanding that, having a a really critical inventory of that, making decisions about where that infrastructure is in your environment, and making sure that it can have minimally the basic protections that are necessary to give you at least a fighting chance to uh, prevent an, an infection.
0: Is there a way to estimate the percentage of that in, say, state governments or your familiarity with New York State of what percentage is old infrastructure?
1: No, I I really can't. And, and, you know, I think part of the issue is understanding what that inventory is. But I can tell you that we all, regardless of being private or public sector, have some – pieces of that that should be looked at from a perspective, okay, where is it in our life cycle? And that life cycle needs to not only be from a functionality perspective, which I think is is less important to me, but more from a security perspective or when that life cycle really needs to kick in. It will always be more costly to respond and recover to an event than it would be to uh, prevent and detect that event up front. Spending a little money up front to ensure that your infrastructure is at least at the basic level where it can be patched and it can have updates is essential because the cost later on is sometimes very hard to measure because there's both fiscal and and beyond fiscal
0: costs to breaches. Are there situations in many organizations, whether government or not, that they don't know what their IT is, what, you know, the inventory of the IT?
1: Some entities have a very good handle of what their inventory is within their overall environment. Others may be so distributed that a complete picture of what that may look like is more difficult. I can tell you, even when you know what your infrastructure looks like, I think that we have to go beyond and understand what's enabled within those systems what you may think is not even present within your system may have been there as part of an overall configuration and sadly may have been enabled. We had one situation that I can recall where we were deciding at the multi-state level as to whether or not to issue an advisory because a system that was vulnerable was one that really wasn't prevalent within government. We were debating it, and we decided to look within my office alone We had a tool that allowed us to inventory things on the fly as well what was running on our our system. That was, unbeknownst to us, an embedded uh, system that was enabled that should never have been enabled. So, hence, we put out an advisory to all and, and stated in that advisory that you may not know this is even enabled within your system, so you need to look to make sure that occurs. Well, I think that we're getting better at it. I think that we all can do a better job because that infrastructure seems to change frequently to ensure that we understand the consequence by adding a new router or by adding a new system or application and not notifying those that are in the security arena because it's as critical as those that are in the
0: IT arena. Well, thanks, Will. My pleasure. I've been speaking with Will Pilgrim, Chief Executive of the Center for Internet Security. For GovInfoSecurity.com, I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by GovInfoSecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.GovInfoSecurity.com.